Hi there. Welcome to the Goal Getter Podcast. We are so glad that you are here. I'm Lindsay, the dreamer and visionary of the business. And I'm Jordan, the brains of the business, meaning I do all the back-end stuff or anything that Lindsay doesn't like doing. We're a husband and wife duo who took a leap of faith several years ago to embark on this permanent makeup business journey together. We both worked unsuccessful and unfulfilling jobs before, and now we've turned our business into a thriving six-figure business. They say you're meant to lead those who are once in your shoes, so that's what we're doing, navigating kids, homeschooling, business, and life together. But this podcast is about more than just business and permanent makeup. It's about personal growth. We're here to help you conquer your goals, both in your business and in life. And remember, growth begins when you get outside of your comfort zone. Does all that sound good? (laughs) Awesome. Let's dive on in. Hey, everyone. What's up? Um, I'm Lindsay, one of your hosts. And I'm Jordan. Yeah, and guys, we're super excited to have you here today with us, so welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Um, Obviously, we're just getting started, so this all feels a little bit foreign um, and a little bit crazy um, that we're doing something that we've never done before, so stick with us um, through the ups and the downs, um, and we'll be super excited for you guys um, to be here and to tune in. Um, Today, we're going to kind of share with you guys how we got started um, and what that looks like and a little bit of our story. And yeah, just going to start with that. Does that sound okay to you? Yeah, it's going to be a journey, guys. So uh, stick with us. The first few might be a little rocky, but we'll get through it. Um, Hopefully we'll have some good laughs and and have a good time. Yeah. So, okay. So let's fast forward about seven years ago, a little over seven years ago. I was actually scrolling through Instagram and you were like, what are you doing on your phone? And I'm like, well, I just found this picture that I think is really amazing. And it was a before and an after picture of microblading, but at the time I had no idea what that was. And uh, I really actually thought it was like a hair transplant. And so um, I told Jordan, I was like, I really want this done, but I don't really want to spend like $800 on this, but I really want this done. So, um, you know, you thought I was a little bit, you know, off my rocker. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't understand what it was at first either. I had no idea when, when she came to me and she was like, oh yeah, hey, like, I'm gonna spend eight hundred dollars on my eyebrows, and I was like, "What? Like, what's wrong with your eyebrows? Like, your eyebrows look fine. Like, why do you need to spend any money on them at all?" Yeah, but little did he know, I filled them in like a lot of women do, fill my eyebrows in. So you didn't even know. Yeah, he didn't even know that I did that, and so you know, it's like after you just have a baby and you want to feel confident, but nobody really, nobody, nobody really talks to you mm-hmm. about what to expect after you have a baby. No one prepares you for that. No one even tells you what that's going to be like. Nobody nobody told me how I would feel. And, you know, I was a college athlete, so I played volleyball, and I've played volleyball since I was like three years old. And I had a pretty nice fit body before I had a baby. And then after I had a baby, and I'm like, what the heck happened to me? Like, no one can prepare you for that emotional roller coaster. So not only did I have body image issues, which I've actually... You know, we can talk about another time, but I've actually struggled with that my whole life. Um, I went through a period of being bulimic and starving myself, and I was like back at that point again. I'm like, do I want to start this again? Because this is this is not what I thought I would look like after I had a baby. Now I did bounce back pretty quickly. However, just the emotional roller coaster of having a baby, first of all, but then your hormones mm-hmm. being all over the place. You know, 
I'm sure you thought I was like absolutely psychotic most of the time, but you know, it's like you, women just want to do something that makes them feel a little bit better because mm. when you're a mom and even when you're a dad too, like your main job, your number one job is to take care of your children. Uh, and we always come last and I don't, I don't hate that. Like I actually, I love serving my kids. I love serving you and I love having that, but there also comes a time where it's really important for moms to get themselves back and to work on themselves a little bit as well. Yeah. And at this point we had just had our first child, mm -hmm. um, what would eventually be three, yeah. uh, total, but yeah, we had just had our, our oldest, uh, Grayson. So he's only like a few months old yeah. at this point. So, uh, going through all those changes and everything that Lindsay's talking about, like it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. So, and keep in mind also, we had just graduated college like a few years ago. So we were broke. Like yeah. We had zero money in the bank account. So that was another reason for her to like come out and basically say like, Hey, I want to spend like 800 ish dollars on my eyebrows. I was like, we barely have any money at all. Like, yeah. why are you wanting to spend that on your eyebrows? We were 23 yeah. when we got married Yeah. and yeah, barely out of college, both working like part-time to full-time jobs, mm -hmm. but like, didn't make hardly just trying any to money. Make, trying just, to make ends meet, just trying, trying to, to get by, yeah. trying to figure out what we even wanted to do with our right. lives. Like you didn't even know really what you wanted to do. You were trying to dabble in, you know, several different things. And, and I was a nail tech at the time. And yes, I loved being a nail tech, but my, my love for my job was connecting with people and serving people and loving on people and making them feel good by having their nails done. It's just yeah. something so small. So I look back and I'm like, I always loved doing that. Like I always loved taking care of people and I did pedicures. So I got to massage feet and legs and, you know, it just made people feel really good about themselves. So, you know, I went down to Indianapolis to get my eyebrows done after I convinced Jordan to let me do it. And we took our newborn baby with us. Grayson was like only a, like six weeks yeah. old, maybe 12 yeah. weeks, somewhere around there. And I took him with us or we took him and I went into the appointment and I have no idea that I didn't even think to ask this, but like the appointment was three hours long. Now the artist at the time was brand new at microblading, which I had no idea. I probably should have asked more questions now that I'm way further along in the permanent makeup industry. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that could have been a nightmare, yeah. but thank God it wasn't. But she was brand new at it. And when I started, I was took me three hours too. Now it takes me half that time, but you know, I get my eyebrows done, I come out and I'm like super excited. Okay, my eyebrows are really dark and Jordan's like, why are your eyebrows so dark? But I was so excited, like I was on cloud nine and then I came out to the car. Yeah, and, and I squashed I all of it. Been, sorry, so like I came, she came out and was super excited and uh, I had been in the car for the last three hours with yeah. the six week old that all he wanted to do is nurse all the time. Yeah. So I had been trying to keep him entertained as much as I could for the last three hours. And she comes out, she's all excited and I'm stressed to the max. So I'm like, grandma's look great. Like, I don't really care at this point. Like, let's dad. just, let's just go home. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and you're a brand new dad. Like right. the only other baby that you held was my sister's oldest kid. Who's right. now like what? 12, 12, 11, yeah. 12. And so it's like, you had no experience with being a dad. He, he had what six weeks of being a dad. So he didn't really know how to like keep the baby happy. But again, I didn't think I would be in my appointment for three hours either. Yeah. So, you know, it's it. I just, we got in the car and we went home mm -hmm. and I just said to him, I'm like, okay, I know you're like a little bit stressed right now, but like, just hear me for a second. I really think I can do this. Like, I really think I want to do this. I want to pursue this. 
Like, I want to go all in. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I want to do permanent makeup. I, I want to do this thing called microblading. No one in our area is doing it. I want to be the first to offer it in our area. And I want, I, I think I want to do this. And he's like, well, okay. Like yeah. I'm, I'm in all in yeah. hundred miles an hour, like pedal to the metal type girl. Well, you guys will find out really quickly. Um, <laughs> if you don't know already, or you don't already follow <laughs> us or know us uh, personally, Lindsay is very much like, uh, Hey, I have a thought or I have an idea and like, we're doing it. We're going like, I'll figure out the rest later. I am very much the opposite, which is, I think, why we complement each so other good. so well, yeah, so because I am very, like, more structured, methodical, like, okay, hey, let's think through this, like, where's this, where's this going to go, like, how much is it going to cost, like, what are you going to do when you get, get there? back, like, how are we getting there, who's watching, great? like, and I'm like all the details of things, I'm yeah. just like, I don't know, we'll just, we'll book it, we'll figure we'll it out, <laughs> so, because I know that about my wife, and I know that um, where she was at in her journey after having her first child, uh, basically like I knew we wanted more. I think we, we were both at a point in our careers where like we knew we wanted something different or we wanted to do something different. And so Lindsay took this first leap and basically, uh, found a training. The girl that she went to down in Indy, uh, was originally from Salt Lake city, Utah. So basically when Lindsay went back for her touch up, she was basically like, Hey, like, where can I get trained at for this? And she was like, well, I'm, I'm from Salt Lake, so like that's the only place I know. So Lindsay did some research, looked around at some different places, and uh, basically like landed on Salt Lake, and me looking into it more, and her telling me like, hey, it's gonna be basically like airfare, hotel, food, the training, car. like everything, rental car. car, like, I mean, we're in like probably, six or seven thousand probably at this point with everything combined in training did we everything. even have that in our bank account we did barely like barely, barely like barely like it pretty much drained our life savings yeah. and i knew that it did so for me i was like listen i'm doing this and there's like no fail for me like that's kind of how i am i i don't give up until i like get my money back or succeed or whatever the the caveat is but jordan was just like if you do this like First of all, I believe in you, I support you, I love you, I will go to the ends of the earth for you. That's how Jordan is with me. Um, like you have to at least do this to get our money back. So whenever we're like making a business decision, we're like, okay, let's just do this to get our money back. And like, let's work hard and do it and make it succeed. But if it's like not going to like, let's at least just do it to get our money back. That's like our worst case scenario. That's kind of how we make business decisions, to be honest with you. Like, you know, that's just being truthful. Like we, we do things to make our money back and it always works out. We always end up doing it and things, but you know, it's like, I get trained. It was a two day training. I take a model on my very first day. So imagine sitting in a classroom with people you don't even know, learning something you've never even heard of in your life. I'm sitting in this two day training. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting ready to tattoo someone's face today. And I'm like, just starting to learn the curriculum. I'm like, how is this even possible? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know. And so I get through the curriculum, I'm getting a model, remind you, I just had a baby, so this was, at this point, I think Grayson was like maybe three three months old or so, Yeah. and so I was still nursing fully, exclusively, and, you know, it's like, I, I get this model that I'm getting ready to tattoo her face, and I work, I'm working, and I'm getting a little bit of help from the trainer, and I all of a sudden start feeling this, like, really hot feeling, I feel like I'm like starting to sweat a little bit. I kind of feel like I'm starting to get a little bit dizzy. And I remember like kind of grabbing the chair in front of me and I'm like, 
I think I'm going to pass out. Like, and then I realized, okay, no, I'm not going to pass out. I think I may be having a panic attack, which I've like, don't know that I've ever had before, mm-hmm. but with just all the emotions, again, hormones of having a baby and nursing and all the postpartum stuff that you go through. And I was struggling with some postpartum at yeah. that point for sure. Um, I go in the bathroom and I start crying and I'm like, um, how is this? Like, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I like messed this model up. I don't think there's a way to fix this. And ironically enough, one of my trainers, I had two trainers. One of my trainers just had a baby too. And, um, she started crying with me because she's like hormonal as well. And, uh, long story short, I didn't mess up the person's face, but I realized like, okay, this is a lot bigger of a deal than I yeah. originally had anticipated. I really thought that it was going to be really easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, if you haven't, uh, had that experience, you're thinking about like, Oh, maybe permanent makeup. It's, it's easy. It's a quick, like money getter kind of thing. Like I think everybody's kind of seen, um, you know, the ads on Facebook or ads on Instagram or things like that and trainings and thinking like, Oh, this is super easy to get into. Um, it can be a natural like segue for a lot of people, but it can also be very challenging mm-hmm. at the same time. And there's a lot of hurdles and obstacles that you have to overcome right. in doing so. What was the quote that you just said a little bit ago? Was it like Alex Ramosi who said something? You said something like You put me on the spot. It doesn't have like something doesn't happen because of failures because we give up. Yeah, like success so, doesn't Yeah. So success, a lot of times like success, um, like if you think of like business so or anything in, in life in general as like a game, the game doesn't end because you fail, the game ends because you quit. Yeah. So Alex Ramosi is like huge in the fact that like if you continue to like push yourself and just continue to do the thing and chug along, like you will eventually have success or you will eventually um, be successful in what you are trying to pursue, but you won't be successful if you only do it, you know, like 10 times or, oh, hey, I only did it for like a couple months and it didn't work. Like you didn't do it long enough to be able to tell if it worked or not. Right. And we find that some of our students do give up and, but like, look at how many people give up in college. They you know, spend a ton of money to get a college degree and they never end up using it and they just quit and they give up and then they try to go find something else to do. It's the same with any type of field or any type of industry. If you do something, you have to do it long enough to find whether you're going to be successful in it or not, but giving up and quitting, you will know for sure that you're not going to be successful in it because you've chosen, you've made a choice not to continue to pursue it or work hard enough to get to where you want to be. And so at that moment when I was working on that person and, and then crying in the bathroom, I had to make a decision at that point. I was at a crossroads. Um, I had to choose to, am I going to continue doing this mm-hmm. or <laughs> is this going to be like the last person's face that I touch? Because, um, I just was not, I just was not fine with continuing to be mediocre. Like, we were making ends meet with our jobs, but it was pretty much barely. Like we weren't, we were only saving money because we didn't have a house payment at the time. And my grandma blessed us with a house to stay in, but uh, we didn't have a house payment. And so we were able to save money, but like as soon as we moved out of the house, life kind of smacked us in the face. And you know, at that moment, I decided that I was gonna do it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not giving up. Like you want me to do this to get my money back. I'm going to do that tenfold. 
Yeah. <laughs> and now it's been a lot more than tenfold, which has been such a blessing. But you know, it's like when you come to a crossroads and you're you're in a position where you're like, this is really stinking hard. You have to choose which way am I going? Yeah. And Lindsay's referring to so uh once the training was complete, she pushed through uh they could two more models, right? I, so I think one or one, one more, two, two total, total yeah. models. Uh, but on the flight back, uh, I remember literally looking at her and just saying like, hey, you know, we just spent a ton of money on this. And like, I had known, obviously she told me all about kind of like her mini panic attack and everything. And I immediately was just like, okay, like if you don't want to do this, that is like completely fine. Like I'm totally good with you just like quitting, whatever, but please just like tell me you'll do this long enough just to like make all the money back that we just spent and then you can totally quit 100% like give up I'm on board and totally fine with it yeah I was like no and like, yeah now, I, now mean, I laugh at it because it's like now here we are like seven and a half years later and you know me better than that yeah yeah and but like I think correct me if I'm wrong it's hard to remember kind of everything back then but I'm pretty sure I started studying like almost immediately even on the flight I was like studying my notes yeah. I was studying faces yeah and I'd never I never I never I never stopped. Yeah, it got to a point where it was just like she was constantly studying. So uh, the training kind of just uncovered like this deep passion that she had inside of her that like, okay, hey, I'm going to like, I'm going to be the best at this. Like, I don't want to just do it and just do it mediocre. Like, I'm going to like be the best. And and neither of us knew that that existed. I, I did not know that I had that in me. Right. At all. I mean, I had known that I was like, driven and passionate and hardworking because again I was a collegiate athlete in high school we went to state and you know got runner-up at state and I you know this is another like side tangent but it could be another story for another time but like I tore my UCL in my in my arm and it's a ligament in your arm and it's the ulna collateral ligament and I tore that at state so it was a semi-final match and I tore that, and again, at a crossroads, it's like looking back, it's like hitting me in this moment. What am I gonna do? It's my senior year. Am I gonna sit on the sidelines and let someone else take over for me? Or am I gonna go to the hospital in between matches, which is what I did, and got it, you know, whatever. Mobilized. Yeah, mobilized, stabilized, yeah. had had not an x-ray, but what's it called? Ultrasound. Like an ultrasound and all sorts of things done for them to tell me that, yep, that's definitely torn. You're going to need surgery. Like your career is over. And I was like, yeah, no. Like, and being a volleyball player, I was a setter. So lots of like arm motions, like, you know, it, this is all I'm doing all day long <laughs> when I'm, when I'm playing. And I wrapped that thing from here to here and I could literally do this and this is about it. So I pretty much had to like try to play volleyball with yeah. half of an arm essentially and like I said once again at a crossroads what am I going to do and I pushed through and I played and no we didn't win but um but I overcame that yeah. and and again not failing not letting that defeat me but pushing through for you know in my mind what was an ultimate victory um being you know working with half an arm basically yeah. Yeah, so Lindsay gets back and she starts diving into eyebrows pretty much like, I mean, head first. Uh, so she was previously a nail tech on her own doing that. So she's kind of doing this 50-50 back and forth of like taking nail clients still, but like taking brow appointments. Um, like she said, she was, I mean, literally one of the first in our area to do it. 
Um, so if you're wondering, if you're looking at this podcast or this video and you're like, what, what is Michiana? What is microblading? Like what, what, is, what are these words? Um, so essentially we're from Indiana, the farthest point North, basically in Indiana. Um, we live in a city, our studio is in a city called Elkhart. Um, it's basically like Elkhart, South Bend, Mishawaka, kind of all together, but we're literally like five minutes from the Michigan border. And essentially that area there where Indiana and Michigan mix is called Michiana is what the, the locals would call it. So it's a mix of Michigan and Indiana. So that's where we get Michiana in our name. And Lindsay started with microblading. So we just found it fitting to just say, okay, hey, we're Michiana microblading. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, basically came back, started doing it and was realizing Oh my gosh, I'm making so much more money doing eyebrows than I was doing nails. You know, even it taking me three hours to do a set of eyebrows and making like $600 and doing nails, making $40 in an hour. I'm like, this, this doesn't make sense. Like I need to, I need to go more heavily into the permanent makeup side. And so I did, I ended up kind of cutting down my clientele for nails and really just dove in uh, head first, like I do with everything. And again, like just started studying. And I remember you looking at me being like, I seriously feel like you're back in college again, because all you're doing is looking at faces and, you know, trying to figure this thing out. And I'm like, well, yeah, you told me you like wanted me to get our money back. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do more than that. Like, I actually like really love this. And yeah. this is like really changing people's lives. This is serving people in another way and giving women their confidence back. And not only that, I was working on like, I had one girl, which this is kind of controversial, but like I had one girl who was 12 years old who like her story, like her mom was worried she was going to take her own life because she had no eyebrows. She had what was called trichotillomania, and you know she's pulling her eyebrow hair out. If you have, if you're not familiar with that, it's, they pull their eyelashes or their eyebrows out, mm -hmm. and she was doing that. And so, you know, she's 12 years old, like in seventh grade or something, and girls are bullying her and making fun of her, and her mom is really concerned and fearful for her life. So, I I worked on her, and that girl is still my client to this day. I think she's like 17 now, but like that was a pivotal moment in her life for her and her mom was both of us were bawling after the session but it's like it really is life-changing for a lot of people for cancer patients mm -hmm. and all the things alike it's just it is uh, it's an industry that is really just transforming women's confidence and just making their lives easier and things like that so um you know i began to become really busy with this so basically I kind of have a hard time saying no a lot of times, especially to projects, but also more importantly, like people too, um, when it comes to our business. And so I started having people say like, okay, I want these appointments done. And so I was like banging people out left and right. And I was like packing people into my day and doing a really good job. So I wasn't rushing the service, but I just got burnt out pretty quickly. I would say within the first year or two, I got pretty burnt out just because I was saying yes and taking appointment after appointment after appointment because I was the only person in the area doing it. So, you know, long story short, I, I started to think about like, okay, my clients are telling me like, Lindsay, I love my eyebrows. What else can you do for me? And I'm like, well, nothing because I don't have a desire to learn eyeliner and I really don't have a desire to learn lips. And my main goal is to stay at home with our kids. And at the time I was pregnant with our second child mm -hmm. and I was just like, oh man, I need to bring somebody else into business with me. But I, was so skeptical about doing that because trying to find someone that I would gel with and that would be just as passionate as I am about what I was doing, I knew would be really difficult. Um, 
so yeah, I started to kind of dream of this plan. Yeah, yeah, and basically, like Lindsay, one night uh, sits down with me. Uh, the kids of the uh, Grayson had gone to bed, and it was like, okay, hey, I have a really like serious conversation to have with you. And I'm like, oh no, like what? What did I do? I must have done something really wrong or something for her to sit down. And, like we have to have a serious conversation. Uh, but essentially, she lays out like her plan of like, hey, I really want you to join me in business. Like, I'm super swamped, like I need help. Like clients are coming back saying they want more. Like I need you to quit your part-time job and, and join me. Well, it was your full-time job at that point. Oh yeah, full-time job. Yeah, so I'm full-time um, and we'll get into my background right. a little bit. You were a plant manager over like 50 people. Yeah, and essentially she's like, well, I want you to, to join me. And I'm like, this is sweet. Like, yeah, this is like exactly what I feel like maybe I'm called to do now. Uh, I'm, I'm all in, like I can do video, I can do AV, I can do, you know, all the, the graphics, emails, all the tech stuff. Yeah. Uh, if none of you guys know that, like about me, like I, a lot of the stuff, the tech, everything, we're sitting in a room here in our, in our house that I kind of makeshifted together, bought some lights, bought a table, like kind of all the, the tech stuff I kind of geek out on. So, yeah. But the thing was about what you were doing though, to dive a little bit deeper into to the background of a lot of this, Jordan, you were jumping from job to job and you had like several part-time jobs at one time and you were working late nights, you were up really early, you were working on Saturdays yeah, sometimes. Yeah, so I had graduated, I played college basketball, I uh, graduated with a degree in sports management and my main goal when I graduated college was to think like, okay, hey, I wanna go work for like maybe another college or university and do something in there marketing department or events or something. I love college athletics. I love the idea of team play and working together to achieve a bigger goal, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a big sports guy. So that was kind of like my main goal in getting out of college. Um, I landed at uh, a few different places um, doing like uh, adult and youth sports um, in charge of like uh, leagues and um, programs and different things like that, which I enjoyed. I really enjoyed. But once we started to have a family, when those nights and weekends are hitting and hey, like you have every Saturday that you're working from essentially like October all the way through March, it's really exhausting. It gets really tiring and it burns out really quickly, especially when you have a wife at home that's like only working a few days a week and she's making good money and she's like why aren't you home with me like really good money. why are you why are you like killing yourself at this job and yeah um i to be honest with you i loved what i was doing but the paycheck wasn't like enough like it wasn't helping me support my family and be able to be uh the leader that i'm called to be um and be able to support my wife and support my kids so um yeah so basically I, at that point i was working for a manufacturing company um as a plant manager shipping and was working, I mean, going in it, you know, getting in the office, being in the office ready to work at like 7 a.m. And then sometimes there'd be nights where like, I wouldn't come home till like 6, 6.30 uh, and just depends. And then sometimes weekends, uh, the company was going through a big shift. So we were moving warehouses and it was just complete disaster. Uh, so yeah, doing, Honestly, yeah, doing all that. So Lindsay, then we would put all the kids to bed and it would finally be like, hey, it's our time, you know, from eight to 10 that we can actually enjoy each other and we'd sit down and we'd be talking and I would literally just sometimes just like fall asleep and we'd be like, so, like middle conversation or sometimes and I would just literally fall, fall asleep on the couch. That's how exhausted I was. Yeah. And I so, was, I was like, this is not what I want. Like, I don't, I don't want this for you. Like 
we were so blessed at the time for how quickly my business took off. I mean, I was profitable immediately, yeah. making six figures within the first probably six months that I was yeah. doing it and making more than you. That didn't matter, but I wanted you to be on board with me. And so when I told him, I approached him and I'm like, I want you to do this. And he was thinking he was going to do all the back end stuff. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's not what's going to happen. I yeah. want you to actually do the services. People are asking for eyeliner. People are asking for lips. And I don't want to do either of those because I don't have a desire to, because my main goal is to be at home with our babies. I want to raise our babies and I always have them. It, that has not changed since we first started. Yeah. So, so I was basically at a point in my career where I was like, I, I don't know what I'm passionate about. Like I, I had tried the sports avenue, like the, the hours weren't working there. I tried what I thought was going to be more of a nine to five that wasn't working out. So basically I was at a point where I was like, you know what? Like, why not just try permanent makeup? Like, what do I have to lose at this point? I might as well just give it a shot. You saw all the perks. So I yeah, so I saw yeah, so Lindsay, uh, in all of my jobs, essentially, I would run out of vacation time like halfway through the year, and I have like no time to hey, I can't take any more days off. And Lindsay making good money and being in control of her schedule, being her own boss, was just like. Well, I'm going on vacation, like, see you know, I'm gonna take the kids, like, you can just stay here and work. So that happened a couple of times. Um, but yeah, seeing all the, the those kinds of perks, I wanted more free time, I wanted more time with my family, I wanted to be able to control when I work, when I don't work, what I work on, what I don't work on. You're missing out. All of those things. So all of those like kind of stirring and playing in my head. And when I was on paternity leave, uh, when we had Zara, our second born, basically like I sat down with Lindsay and I don't remember exact details, but it was something along the lines of like, Hey, let's like, let's hash this out and figure out what does it look like if I join you? Like what, what's going to be the process? Like, how are we going to make this work? Like who's going to do what? Like all the kind of details like, stuff. Know, but we'll just do it. We'll figure it out along the way. And yeah. And so I was like, okay, like let's do Forget it. about the details. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure like I didn't even, I don't even think I went back to work yet. And you had already signed me up for like oh, a yeah, permanent makeup yeah. class. Oh yeah. And I signed him up for like a four day training. So two days eyeliner, two days lips. Yeah. You've never touched makeup in your life. No. Um, didn't even know like where eyeliner was we probably didn't even know really what eyeliner was that much or what lips you know I'm not to the extent, not to the extent like, no, that you know now no. but you know as soon as he was like yeah okay i'll do this and i'm like sign him up Done. put several thousand dollars yeah. down to hold our spot in class and i'm not like you're going to like, dallas texas this is not refundable and we have thousands of dollars put down so now you have no choice and you're in uh, and I literally threw you in head first. And yeah. yeah. Sink or so, swim. So that was like April um, of like, what, 20, would have been like 2018, 2019, something like that. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so before that, so she puts that down. Um, I forget, something happened date-wise or something that we ended up having to move the permanent makeup training, I think, to October something happened, I forget, um, but it wasn't immediately, um, or we had maybe just missed the training and we had to, in October, so uh, Lindsay had previously been trained in saline tattoo removal, and I remember I had kind of like listened in, it was like a live webinar kind of thing when she got trained, and I remember I kind of listened in and was just kind of like, oh, this is interesting, like, it's not permanent makeup, but it's kind of along the same avenue, but it's, kind of more it's way more manly and not nearly <laughs> as girly as saying like, Hey, yeah, I do eyeliner and lips every day. Um, so in my mind, I'm thinking like, Oh, maybe saline tattoo removal could also be something that maybe 
I could start with. And then maybe if I just got that, but honestly, I don't even know if you knew this. So like, honestly, my first thought was like, if I can get busy in saline tattoo removal, I won't have to do permanent makeup. So I'll just do saline tattoo removal because that's so much more easier to tell people and tell my parents like, hey, I'm, you know, I just remove tattoos all day. Like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's cool. So <laughs> you didn't know that. So that was like my main goal when I first started. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna get busy enough at this. Um, so I actually went and got trained in Las Vegas for saline tattoo removal uh, and she booked me. I flew out there. Um, the guy that I trained with literally, I'm not kidding you, like tattooed head to toe. Like I think he had maybe like less than 2% of actual skin like showing on his body, like literally scalp, like everything was tatted. And here I am like guy from the Midwest. Like I, I still don't have a single tattoo on my body. Um, tall, straight, straight guy walking into this tattoo parlor that like clearly like do not belong in whatsoever. And I'm learning tattoo removal and I'm like holding a tattoo gun and like all the things. So I trained in tattoo removal and saline, um, came back, started offering that as a service, um, to people and then, um, jumped in and, and started doing the eyeliner lips in October. And basically we were able to just offer that to, to clients. So, uh, small plug, if you're like, already offering maybe one of the three services between brows, eyes, and lips, and you're not offering another one, like it's such an easy segue. Uh, a lot of people will literally tell me like, hey, like what? how hard was it to like get into the industry since you're a guy and you can't really like relate to women very easily? I'll tell them it was super easy because my wife did a lot of the hard work up front of like gaining clients trust and then like knowing that like, okay, hey, everything's going to be good as long as I'm going to see Lindsay. So that trust immediately just like transferred over to me. And she's like, Hey, like you have to go get your eyes done. You have to go get your lips done. And we were able to basically capitalize on all the clients that she had previously had and just send out a blast saying like, Hey, we're offering these new services. Like come try them out. And you got and busy quick. I got busy super fast because of that. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those things where you know, he still does saline tattoo removal. Yeah. And, you know, now that there's so many people doing it, I shouldn't even say that. There's not a ton of people doing it. It is still, permanent makeup is still not mainstream yet. No. It's not. But doing removal and offering that, you know, a lot of our inquiries are removal clients who've had their, you know, mostly their brows done other places and it's, they've had a box job and so they need it removed. And so Jordan was like, yeah, I'll remove them. And then I was like, well, I'll put them back on. Yeah. So that was kind of the Wait, way when. that we, that was kind of the way that we, um, you know, started things off. And then you just got busy with eyeliner and lips and, you know, things just kind of snowballed from there. So, you know, that's pretty much, that's pretty much our story. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. And we can kind of break things down as we and go. Dive but into a whole lot more stuff. I'm dive sure. into more things too. But a lot of what this podcast is going to be, it's going to be, really educational. Yeah. Um, it's going to just be a lot of real life stuff. So, you know, we kind of dug into a little bit of emotional things today. Yeah. Some of the, some of the stuff like we're dealing with and going through I mean, yeah. having three kids running our own business, like homeschooling, homeschooling yeah. trying to essentially like balance everything, do it all. And how do you, how do you keep up with everything? Yeah. So, uh, we hope that you guys enjoy this. Um, definitely let us know, um, in the comments and things, if you guys have anything that you guys want to talk about, if you guys have any questions, you know, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. It's just our business name, um, Michiana Microblading, but we'd love to connect with you and yeah, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks guys. See you soon.